Gets good. I'll take that as a yes. A um, couple things. First, there goes my notes. Uh, first, I, I just wanted to recap a little bit this weekend. Um, a summary. Uh, for those who didn't catch it, we had a chance to help lead Holy Spirit night last night at Church of the Apostles. And then... Um, Help lead this morning at City Harbor Church, Ben Malman over in Hamden. And um, I, I spoke about unity at both of those gatherings, and I've been talking about that a little bit longer here, so I'm, I'm going to spare you guys tonight, <laughs> uh, especially those who were there last night and this morning. You like heard me on repeat. It's, it's almost like what happens in my house. Um, <laughs> That reminds me of a story, and Maria's like, oh, yeah, what is it? You know, she loves me, so she pretends like she's never heard it before, unless it's like the 10th time, and then she's like, yeah, you, you, you told me that one like five days ago. So um, anyway, for those of you who weren't there, I spoke about unity and um, just this message that God's been putting on our heart as a church to really sow into uh, the church in our city, and um, I just feel like last night and this morning and even next week, just some really practical um, ways that we're getting uh, the opportunity to do that, and so I just want to encourage you guys, um, particularly with this Sunday coming up, if you can be there, come join us for that, um, and I will say as, you know, because we meet in the evening, um, I've 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 been chosen occasionally throughout the the last few years to to get to speak at different churches and it's sort of like who do we know that doesn't have church when we do uh, you know so um, they're like there you go John we love your preaching so much and you meet at four o'clock so come speak to us and uh, but. It's a real opportunity for us, and what I'll say is I've done that in the past, but um, there was something different this weekend, and I think it was two things. One, um, just having um, a number of our, our community be a part of that time um, was just was was significant, and um, I'd say secondly, just I feel like having a different or a, a honed-in sense of purpose to those times of, of we are really sowing into something that God is doing um, in the church as a whole in our city. And so, um, yeah, you know, I feel like in that way, next week when we gather at Church of the Apostles, it's just a continuation of that. And so as many of you guys that can make it for that, you know, set your alarm um, and uh, come join us. And <clears throat> I just feel like it's going to be um, a powerful time. So. Uh, for those of you who came in a little bit late, didn't catch that announcement, we are meeting at Church of the Apostles next Sunday at um, 10 o'clock. That's 3400 Norman Avenue. And with that, we've decided to um, go ahead and cancel the 4 p.m. service. So we won't be meeting next Sunday evening. Um, but we will have family lunch at David's house directly following, so roughly noon if you... Don't make the service, but you still want to join us for that. Just 
get a hold of David to make sure somebody's at his house before you head over. Um, but that'll be um, right after the service in the morning. So there it is. Um, yeah, so good things. And I was just encouraged, too, by the number of people who just uh, shared about just what that um, message on unity meant to them. And uh, I really feel like God is growing that in our city right now, and we're just getting to be a part of it. Um, okay, I want to... Share, I think, from Second Timothy tonight. Um, but before I do, I, I'm, I'm, I've been kind of wrestling internally um, since we started worship, uh, and trying to connect some pieces of things that happened this week. And um, yeah, I just, I, I just feel like I need to pray for a second. Um, for that, so you would join me. Holy Spirit, just thank you that you're with us, and Lord, I just, um, I need you right now to, to help. to put words to some of what I'm feeling and that you would you would encourage us. I pray you would encourage us, God. Lord, that you would um, give us what we need to hear right now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, so, it's one of those moments where God takes something you have on paper and he kind of spins it a different direction. And um, I, I feel like I've gotten used to that by now, but um, this kind of um, blindsided me a little bit. And um, it's, it's partly because... Um, of something that happened this week that I I feel like I've been internalizing but haven't had to put words to yet, so I'm trying to figure that out right now. Um, but mainly just um, so this week um, we lost a dear friend, um, Maria and I, and uh, she was someone that was in our wedding and um, previously part of the network of churches here, Grace Life. Um, I don't know if any of you guys knew Mo, uh, but she was an amazing young woman. Um, She went to Hopkins. That's how we met her. Um, Like I said, she was in our wedding, and um, it had been a few years since we connected with her, but last year, uh, around this time last year, we had a chance to um, sort of... um, uh, randomly, it seemed, um, connect back up with her. We were uh, in Texas, actually, for uh, Rebecca and Calvin's wedding and found out that she was uh, a stone's throw away from where we were staying, which was this awesome surprise, and um, just got to reconnect with her after 
several years and uh, share a meal and meet her husband and some of her family. And um, she was an anesthesi anesthesiologist in, in, um, in that area in Texas. And um, just an amazing um, young woman and loved the Lord. And um, to our surprise, uh, we found out this past week that for eight months she was battling cancer. Um, so not that long after we um, met them. Uh, and, you know, that just kind of blew me away. I uh, was just thinking, you know, um, how quick things like that can happen. And, um, you know, just a whole range of emotions thinking about, um, you know, uh, wishing we could have done something to just shock that someone so young and healthy um, could face that so quickly and die from it. Um, she passed away on, on the 4th of July, um, and we didn't know any of it was happening. And I, I don't know if that was intentional, but um, I kind of gathered that they were kind of keeping it close um, as a family. And, um, you know, with that, obviously, just the sense of peace, knowing that, like, she loved the Lord and that everything she went through is now over and she's with him. And um, hearing her family, it's just been popping up on Facebook this week hearing from her family and hearing their testimonies of her life. Um, just powerful. And, um, you know, just as we were worshiping tonight, um, just reminded of that, and I feel like there's something there for us um, to just be reminded of. And, you know, when we talk about um, the gospel, um and when we talk about what our hope is, at the end of the day, our hope is, is rooted in something unseen that we haven't fully realized yet. Um, our hope is rooted in um, the truth that, that, that death is not the end of the story for those who put their faith in Jesus Christ. Um, and instead um, of, of death and judgment, we, we, we get eternal life. We get... Um, eternal security with the one that made us. We return to him. And, and that is, that is the, um, that's, that's the foundation of it all. And it's moments like these that I think are just a powerful reminder for us, especially as young people. I think we just need to be reminded, you know, of ultimately that's where our hope is. Our hope is in something beyond this life. Our hope is in something beyond what we can fully see or understand right now. Um, our hope is in the work of Jesus to bring that to pass. Um, you guys with me? And um, and in that way, it's it's not rooted in anything here. Um, and um, you know, with that, so I, I think with that idea and truth, 
comes the powerful reminder that regardless of what happens here, regardless of what tomorrow brings, regardless of what um, may come our way, good or bad or ugly, that um, we can rejoice, that we can have hope, that we can um, proclaim the good news because it supersedes all of those things. Um, and I just feel like that's, for me, just a sobering reminder. Like, I, I, I need to um, be brought into that eternal perspective. And I think it's, um, it's foundational um, for the gospel that we are believing in. And um, with that, with that said, I feel like there's another part of that, which is um, very um, applicable for us right now. And it's really just this sense of how do we live with an urgency in the here and now in light of eternity? I don't know about you, but I, I wrestle with that. Like, like um, hearing about someone like Mo reminds me that um, of how much I take for granted. And it reminds me of how much I assume about what the future is going to look like. And as young people, you know, we... We we just we feel like we have time on our side, don't we? Um, we feel like we have everything ahead of us, and we just don't know that. Um, and I feel like it's really sobering but significant reminder to realize that um, that it's not guaranteed that way. And I feel like there's something really. Um, significant for us here and now to remember that. Um, and I, I think oddly enough, there's this, there's this realization that um, while eternity awaits us, um, that this life we get once. Are you with me? While eternity awaits us, we get this life one time. And while our hope is in the eternal, at the same time, there's something that we have here and now that we'll only have for here and now. And I, I just, I feel like that's so important for us and it, to, to remember right now where we're at. And I, I feel like God wants to quicken us as it relates to what we have, what we're called to, and the life that he's given us. Because whatever we have that's good, it comes from him, but we, we aren't guaranteed what we'll have for how long. Are you with me? And so part of our worship is saying, God, I recognize that this is a gift from you. And I recognize with your help that I want to make the most of it. And I recognize that what I have to give in this life that I won't be able to give in the next is my willful obedience. 
Do you understand that? I mean, it's not like um, something's going to change in eternity where you're you're just going to become a a robot or something. But but when we are with Him in glory, we won't have to worry about wrestling to give Him our yes. It'll be automatic. <laughs> he will have the fullness of who we are. And that will be amazing. <laughs> but right here, right now, that's what we're in the middle of. We're in the middle of the back and forth. We're in the middle of um, actually this deliberate choosing him just as he's chosen us. And that's powerful. You realize? Like, I just feel like we, we need to not take that for granted. Um, that in fact, your life, my life, what we have that God has given us in, in pouring out His grace and His mercy and His love, um, we get to give it back to Him. And, and we only get to do that here in, in this way, where we get to willfully give Him our yes, our obedience, um, And so I feel like with that, there's, there's this urgency that, you know, if I'm honest, I lose sight of. Um, I lose sight of it. And, um, and I feel like God wants to quicken us that way to, um, to be aware of it in a way that we become more intentional, um, to be aware of it in a way that we become more deliberate, to be aware of it in a way that we become more selfless, um, to be aware of it in a way that we become more generous, more loving, <laughs> more patient, more kind, um, more other-focused, more free. Um, so I, I just want to, I don't know, I don't know. We'll see if this even makes sense. I want to read this from Second Timothy, and um, I was thinking about this this past week prior to um, making some of these connections, and um, I just felt like it was a good reminder of some of the ways that we um, we can really choose to walk deliberately and what God's given us, um, and so. This is just, I feel like, a little snippet of that, but I, I think perhaps it's a few things that can be helpful to us. So I'm just going to read starting in verse um, 3 and ending in chapter 2, verse 3. So buckle up. I thank God, whom I serve, as my forefathers did, with a clear conscience. As night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers, Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now, now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, 
and of self-discipline. So I'm going to highlight um, three three actions that I think are part of this um, living in 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 the urgency of now, and um, and really responding and taking hold of the the life that we have. And the first one is is right here. He says. I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. Essentially, burn. Burn. Burn with passion. Burn with passion for God. And let what he's deposited in you burn bright. Just as David was sharing, I feel like that was a good word for us, that we wouldn't let fear get in the way of actually letting what, what God has done in our lives be seen, be heard, be lived out in a bright way. So he says, I remind you to fan into flame. And that's really this thing that he's saying, you have to do this. No one else is going to ultimately do it for you. This is your responsibility. What God has begun in you, and he's helping to see it through to completion, you have a part in as well. And he's saying, fan into flame what God has deposited. And I, I just, I think what I need to hear, and maybe some of you, is just this, this thought of like, you do need to do something. <laughs> You're not working for your salvation, but you are working it out. God has put it in you, and you are living it out. And so what is of God in you? He's saying you need to stoke the flame of God in your life. There's a lot of ways that we do that, but I think it's just cherishing what God has done and, 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 and actually letting good things nurture what he's begun. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) I'm going to keep reading here. Uh, Well, I mean, he kind of breaks it down a little bit for us, doesn't he, in verse 7? Because he didn't give us a spirit of timidity or of fear, right? But a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Those are all things you have now. Jesus has given you some things to work with. And so he's saying, live in those things. Remember that you have them. Walk in love. You have the ability to say yes now. That's that's the fruit of the Spirit leading to self-discipline in your life. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord. This is kind of what um, what you said, David. So there's the scriptural reference. <laughs> Do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. So again, in, in the call to do, it's just this reminder that is rooted in what he's done. This grace was given us in Christ. Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who 
has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. What a time to be alive. On the other side of this, what a time to be alive. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet I'm not ashamed because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. I love it. I love it. Paul, <laughs> he's like, he's got both of those things working in his life. He's, he's got the urgency working and at the same time he's got the full view. He says, God is, is, he's got me taken care of even while I'm in here. Suffering in chains, he's going to see me through to the end. Oh, by the way, and he says later, and the gospel can't be chained. He says, what you have heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. This is part number two. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. It reminds me of what um, what the psalmist said. He said, "He said, your word have I hid in my heart that I wouldn't sin against you." He says here in Second Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, which is to say, protect that of good which God has deposited. It kind of sounds like the fan into flame. It's just um, a continuation of that, really. What God has spoken to you, savor it. What God has done in, in your life, cherish it. What is revealed to keep you, protect it. Part of how we do that is, is not trading it in for something momentary. Again, eternal perspective. And realizing the significance of our here and now choices. You guys with me? All right, I know this isn't really a smiley message. I'm not used to, you know. But it's good. I hope it's good for your soul. Guard the good deposit. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit. So you're not doing it by yourself, but you do have a part to play. He says, protect it. He says, you know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me, including, I'm not going to say those names. I I can't. (laughs) May the Lord show mercy to the household of one's a forest. That's as far as I can go. <laughs> because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You knew very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. And so he's saying, pass it on. Share it with others. Lastly, endure hardship with us like a good soldier 
of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of his crops. Reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. And the last one is is that that word endure. And um, I don't know about you, but um, comfort is is um, it's alluring, but uh, there's something worth suffering for. There's something worth um, experiencing pain. And uh, he says the hardships that come, he says endure them with uh, focus that you're, you're in a battle. A battle that's worth fighting for. And so I don't know what that looks like for each of us, but man, um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, um, how powerful is it when we we walk steadfast into what's ahead, um, and even the hardships that come by saying yes to Jesus, um, and that we wouldn't be shaken, we wouldn't be deterred, we wouldn't be easily swayed. Um, I mean, I, I'm just like. Uh, even just being tired is is easy to want to just you know take uh, to just <laughs> relax. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is where I started today. Um, so I feel like there's a ways to go there, but um, I don't know. I feel like He's faithful to help us with that, and I feel like it's definitely worth it. So I want to pray. Jesus, you're good. You are faithful. And as it says in the rest of this passage, even when we are unfaithful, you remain faithful. But God, I thank you that our faithfulness matters to you. And I thank you that through your Holy Spirit, It says you've given us everything we need for godly life. Everything we need to live victorious here and now. Everything we need to be able to say yes to you. Everything we need to walk with perseverance, enduring anything that would come our way. Everything we need to remain in you. So God... Remind us of that. And Lord, I'm just praying right now that God, you would, you would stir up in us vigor, God. That you would stir up in us strength to fight. God, that you would stir up in us urgency for the moment. That we wouldn't take it for granted, God, and we, you know, you know, we do. 
But God, we know that with your help, God, we can see clearly what's right in front of us. God, I pray that just as we're called to as the light, that God, that we would shine bright. And just as you've deposited something significant in each one of us, I pray, God, with your help and by your spirit that we would fan it into flame, God, that we would let it burn bright, that we wouldn't be stopped or hindered by fear, but that we would live in the power of your spirit in us in boldness, so others may know you, so that others could come into that reality, God. That's part of what we're here for. So we bless your name tonight. God, I thank you that you you love us and God, you are challenging us. And you're here to help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.